0: Hey, thanks for joining in this next conversation. I actually mistakenly called concept 27, but it was really concept 28. So, yep. Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with things about things, simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth. Thanks for joining in for concept I think it's 27. Today's concept is real estate and I'm here with my very close friend Benjamin Ray. Hi Benjamin. Hey Jason. Hey we are sitting in Benjamin's pub shed and so we are going to talk about real estate. What is it? Why should you consider it? And then how can Benjamin and his experience help? So Benjamin how long have you been uh, doing real estate? How, how long
1: have you been pursuing real estate endeavors? Um, so I've been an agent for nine years. I've had my own company for three and I've invested for probably close to 15 years. So that's
0: really what got you into this was your own pursuit of owning real estate before you decided to get into the realtor business. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Why absolutely.
0: did you want to get into owning real estate? <laughs> Uh,
1: I naturally had a draw to real estate even before I had money to ever buy my first house, but yeah. I would drive neighborhoods in Charlotte where I lived and pick up flyers and just learn neighborhoods just because it was interesting to me. Right. And, you know, for years I would kind of watch the market. It was a, it was a maybe secret yearning that one day I would be in real estate somehow to some capacity. And mm-hmm. And so when I bought my first house, that's where it all kind of began was as an investor. yeah. I started from there using equity to buy in a better market than, you know, yeah. we've had before. But yeah, uh, And just kept rolling capital into more projects and did well at it. And the more I did it, the more people would tell me, hey, you should be an agent. And uh-huh. So I always shrugged it off and said, no, I don't like the agents that I've dealt with. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't really have the best experiences when it came to real estate agents in my investing time. Most of them didn't work nearly as hard as I did to find a good deal. And so I, I basically said no to that idea for years, worked mm-hmm. in a retail uh, position in management, and then quit that, got my business degree, and instead of working a normal job, I decided to get my license and be an agent who hopefully was better than yeah, the pack, <laughs> the majority of agents yeah, that yeah. I had dealt with, I saw it as an opportunity. So I thought I'd get my license. What do you and think is it.
0: one of the things that holds people back from getting into owning real estate?
1: Um, I think maybe the unknowns of just you know responsibility of having something. What do you have to take care of? Uh, the financial strain, like on your life. I think commitment is a big one for people. Uh, I find a lot of people who rent for a long time, they don't want to be in one place for too long. And they feel like they want to be able to pack up and leave at, yeah. at any time. Yeah. Yeah. And they feel like if they're buying something, they're putting roots down when they are maybe not quite ready to do that. And so I run up in, against that sometimes.
0: Um, what about financially? Like um, th- the concept of credit and borrowing and equity and all this can be really intimidating for people. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so like you just said, you know, didn't quite have the money. So you yeah, know, you borrowed money, but it was equity and mm-hmm. to t- talk
1: about like how that is a healthy thing and maybe how it's not. Yeah. Uh, so that's leveraging your money, mm-hmm. uh, using bank's money to buy. And I think that's very smart. Um, I personally didn't have, the luxury of buying something with very little cash down because back when I was buying, we didn't have some of the programs we have now. Okay. A lot of buyers now can actually buy with zero down. Um, I personally don't recommend that. Yeah. And I'm honest with people. I yeah. think they should have a little skin in the game if they're buying a, yep. an investment as big as a house. Yeah. But the government actually does incentivize people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't have a belief that everybody should have a house. Yeah, you know some agents do, they, yeah. and they want to push people to buy. I actually don't feel like that's right if they're not ready to buy, and if you don't have any cash at all, <laughs> it's probably not a good time to buy. You should probably so how, learn do to you save know, first how do you know how do you
0: know if you're bit. ready? I know that some programs I think it used to be you you put twenty percent down, but Which now it's more did, right? of an allowance of a five percent down. Well, right. you said there's an allowance for zero, but there's an allowance for five. Uh, but what if what if you can? figure out a way to find that 5%, but then you don't have any money after that. Are you ready yet or are you not ready? And if you're not ready, how do you know when
1: you're ready? Sure. Well, it, there's actually uh, some programs with 3% down. I actually think that's pretty decent. You okay. know, that's yeah. that's enough cash where you're saying this is an important decision. It stings and, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 5% is even better if yeah. they can afford it, but I think everybody's situation is different, i found. Right. That, you know... People who are very smart with their money early on in life and learn to save, they usually have great credit. Yeah. Great credit shows that you can pay your bills on time. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a basic definition. But if you've done that for a long time and your rent is higher than what your mortgage is, then... Keep saving after you buy a house because it's not magically like no yeah. expenses after that. Yeah, even though rent higher, owning the mortgage might be lower, but then you have right. to do. You're more gonna things. have expenses mm-hmm. right taking care of that house, and so I think people who have learned to save, as long as they have that practice, yeah. and once they buy, keep saving for things that happen yeah. to your house, and you'll be ready. But for let's it, say you so. you you've saved up that three
0: percent or the five percent. Should you wait until you've saved up a couple more percent or something
1: <clears throat> in your so that you're not at zero and you go, hey, I have my first house
0: and I have no I, money. Yes, I would recommend that. <laughs> okay. I, I would
1: say it's, that's smart to have some, some more money in the bank. Don't use everything you have to buy a house. Right. Um, that I should be very difficult later. Right. I should have asked this right off right off the bat, but... What does real
0: estate mean? <laughs> Is <laughs> real estate like real? Like the word real, like yeah. it
1: really exists. It's real property. It's physically it's exists. Something you can touch. Something, right. Yeah. Something so it's the opposite develop, of the Bitcoin. You can improve. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's opposite of what some some people have in other countries. You know, it's the government owns a lot of property and you lease it in some oh, places. Right. I mean, you mm-hmm. actually own it. America's so great that way that. Right. You know. So this would be property itself. So when someone says
0: like they bought real estate, that may or may not mean a house. Right. It's, it it's could a be land,
1: a yeah. lot, a plot of land, land or something like right. that. Or a condo, which has no land, you know, right. It's, that's still, but that still counts because it's a physical thing you Tangible. can touch and right. it's yours, so to speak. Which is why I love real estate as yeah. an investment.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I. Act,
1: this is actually a thing that I can, I can touch it. Yeah, touch it, and I, I can, can make a house better. I, I can, can build something it. on a piece of land. Right. I can improve the land. I can do things with it. Stocks aren't right. well, that way. No, <laughs> no. So why is it smart to invest in real estate? So from personal experience, I've done very well investing. Yeah, probably as much as I've done in sales as an agent. Oh right. Yeah. But I learned a lot of hard lessons early on that lost me money. But overall, if I feel like if you invest for the long term in real estate, yeah, you're always gonna do well. And there's so many examples of people who have done very well financially because of real estate. Yeah. And I, I never did it for that. I did it because it was a passion. Yeah. But real estate is like they say, they're not making any more of land. You know. Yeah. It's a, it's a very live in finite. Yeah. We're on the top of the mountain, and they're not making any more top of the mountain. Right. Yeah. And so for me, it's it's something that I I can tangibly hold, and I I can improve it, and I like that feeling. I'm a very hands-on person. I'm not the guy who wants to just sit in front of a computer screen. Yeah. I like to get my hands dirty. Right. And I like to remodel a house. Yeah. I like to. You know, dig trenches and like... Pull up pot. dead things and plant new Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Sink some posts in the ground for fence, you know. Yes. That's me. Yeah. But you can't do that if you don't own it. Right. You know, if you're renting it, you have someone over you who's telling you everything you can do, even the paint color on your walls. Yeah. You know, a landlord is going to tell you everything that you can or can't do with their place. And if you're okay with that and you don't want the commitment, there are people like that and it's okay. But... If one day you want to be out of that situation and have the say so and control over your space, I mean that's really what real estate is for me is finding people that place. Mm-hmm. And it's about yeah, place. I agree
0: with you. I think it is okay. I know some people that they they rent long term with a plan of forever rent because their life is simple and they don't even think about these things. Mm-hmm. And I want to respect that. Uh, let's talk for a moment about maybe potential
1: drawbacks. Of buying real estate. What are yeah. dangers, pitfalls? <laughs> so I, I can give you some examples, I guess. <laughs> a, a personal one right now is I, I may be getting an offer on a lot that I personally own uh, that I bought as an investment right, seven years ago. So you'd think that's long-term enough that it was a good decision? Sure. Right? Yeah. I bought it cheap mm-hmm. because the owner didn't realize that the land could be built on. He thought it was junk. It was an investor who had ten lots, mm-hmm. so I bought it for cheap in a really upscale gated community. Mm-hmm. But I've been paying high POA fees mm-hmm. every year. Got it. Yeah. Taxes. It, I that, for. It, it, remind
0: people, the listeners, what POA ma- means. Oh, property owners association or so homeowners. like a monthly payment just for the amenities that come with owning that just that. comes with being there, mm-hmm. just owning. It's so $1,700 if it was seventeen hundred dollars for this lot. Every year. Uh-huh. Just so if you it. had a condo, it might be like, they mow the lawn and they clean the pool or whatever it right, is. Right, But for land. Or take care of the roads or yeah, the street yeah. lights or, mm-hmm. you
1: know. So you're paying that for seven years. For land. So I don't have a house. I'm not making a quote money. quote unquote investment to be right. determined. Yeah. And seven years later, I, I've i had it listed now for about three years for sale. Which is a very long time yes. in the real estate world. And so... <laughs> I've dropped the price yeah. over and over. Now I'm at a price where if I sell it now, pretty close to the list price, I'm gonna break even. And that list price is double what I paid for it. So. <laughs> Breaking even meaning if you count it, all the expenses over all the last seven years. Yeah, for seven years, mm-hmm. you know, I paid for a survey, I paid for septic improvement, you know, permitting, grading. You know, just all that added together commissions at the end to the realtor who sells it, you know, I break even. And Mm so something like that, I wouldn't wouldn't tell someone starting to invest to do something like that. Yeah. I would say buy something that's going to make you some money in the interim while you're holding it. Yeah. But I had enough, you know, other real estate that I can bounce it off of that. It's not a big deal if I had to hold it for a while. But now I'm selling it and breaking even. So that was a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of my mental capacity spent on something that's made me zero. Yeah. So yeah. So you have to weigh like the long-term worst-case scenarios. Everything you buy, you need to think of the worst-case scenario. And there are people who that they have that story, but it's much worse than that. Right. <laughs> and my friends
0: of mine lost a lot of money. When so the market someone crashed. who's listening to this, if they clicked on this and they're listening, they're yeah. like, yeah, I kind of want to get into this. Well, how would they know? You can't magically know everything, but like how can the listener not get themselves into that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Call a real estate agent. There we go. <laughs> and so I, I feel like not I, just I, any, but one who really knows the market. Yes. And knows investing and, if you're going to And invest. I would add
0: as, as a not as a realtor cuz I'm not a realtor, but as a as someone who's bought multiple properties and worked with realtors, mm-hmm. someone who actually cares about you. And is listening to you, not just trying to sell something or buy something to get a commission check. Right, Like they, you know, as if I'm the client, if I just represent X amount of thousands of dollars for them and Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that matters, they might not hear what I'm really saying. Right. And they just want to get it over with and get their check and then I'm the one.
1: Yeah. And they're not servicing the client. So Mm -hmm. today I met a lady at a lot in another gated community that I have personally listed for for the seller it's listed at $37,500. The owner bought it for $490,000. No way. So that owner is losing almost half a million you're talking dollars about land just land on a piece of land when they
0: sell it. Half a million. So somebody convinced them a while back that this was the next big thing. Yes, that's, that's a didn't whole other turn story, out to be but
1: that. The, yeah, they were given a Principal, big show, a big show. <laughs> so
0: maybe we can maybe we can say if you're If you're just getting into real estate and you've never purchased anything, maybe it's safe to say, don't buy land for $500,000 as your first purchase.
1: And please call me if you have, if you have 500,000 to invest, I could do way better for you. But I'm telling you this because you said it could be a quick sell. She met me at the land with the builder today. She walked it with the builder. We went over the cost to build on this lot, which would be at least a hundred thousand just to get it off the ground because yeah. it's steep. Right. And so i talked to her about that honestly. I said, that's mm-hmm. why it's cheap. He's trying to get rid of it, but it's a very hard lot to build on. There are other lots you can buy for a little more that aren't going to be. Are, yeah. And so I could have made a sale on both sides representing a buyer and a seller, Yeah. but I was honest to her and she still wants me to be her agent. Yeah. And show her other land. So right. you know, it's yep. always in the best interest of the client and yep. the agent really yeah. to be honest with mm-hmm. people. And so So let's talk for a little while about
0: the relationship with a realtor. So if someone's interested and they they're like, All right, yeah, I don't wanna just rent forever. I wanna invest, not just because I can paint the walls what I want, but because I'm investing in something and this might be a financial benefit in the long run. Um What's a relationship with a realtor like? I mean, obviously, I have my experience with with realtors and with you mostly. Uh, but uh, from a realtor's perspective, like what's the what's the process? What's a client's relationship
1: with a realtor? Why does it exist and what is it? So if this is an initial contact with a realtor and even you know, if it's a friend or whatever, and you're you're asking them to help you buy your first piece of real estate. They're probably they're probably gonna want to get you in contact with a mortgage broker first. What what is a mortgage broker? What does that mean? So a mortgage broker either works at banks or they have their own independent office that they initiate a loan for you to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And they usually try to get you the best rate. They look at your credit. Yeah. and They basically approve you as a as a buyer. Or not approve you as a buyer for the house that you want. Right. And they're going to give you a budget, too, that you should work in within your financial situation. Yeah, yeah. So that's really the first step. I do that because I don't want to waste their time or mine or other agents' time showing houses or the owners of those houses getting their hopes up that there's a buyer looking at their house if they are not even approved to buy it. So it just saves everybody time. And it helps me coach them on planning. If they're not ready now to buy, it's okay. Yeah. And I can help them kind of get things in order. You know, a lot of it's your credit and your income, but also, you know, your, just your work history. There's a lot that goes into buying a house. But if I'm going to
0: buy a house,
1: why wouldn't I just go like,
0: I like that house. I want it. I'll call a mortgage broker myself and see if I get approved for the loan.
1: Why should I even bother with a realtor? Well, So speaking to this area specifically, there are so many things that buyers don't know about with land and houses here. Yeah. And to do that without a real estate agent who doesn't know the market and to jump into a purchase, you could be getting yourself into a lot of future problems that you're unaware of. You don't know the questions to ask. But for instance, it's in a neighborhood. That neighborhood doesn't keep the roads up. You Mm -hmm. don't know that yeah you drive in on a summer day the roads look great you buy the house winter comes yep nobody's scraping the roads they get worse and worse three years later you can barely get up the road to your house Yep. and you should have known that there's no poa in in place there's no homeowners helping out on the road Mm -hmm. a buyer who's never bought before is not going to know that septic well you've got all kinds of easements that happen up here what's an easement an easement is where someone has right or access over your property for some reason. Yeah. So, for instance... From 1921, these two people decided to agree on something. Right. And you don't even know you about don't it. You don't even know it. Uh-huh. You could be close to the river and they have some easement through your property to get to the river. Mm-hmm. You don't even know it. It's recorded some, somewhere down the line and you buy the house and you see these people walking through your land and you can't do anything about it. You know? And you can't I mean, build a fence to block them from doing right. it. Right yeah and you never would there's there's things up here called view easements Mm -hmm. someone could cut trees on your land Mm -hmm. and not even tell you they're doing it they can come on your land they can top trees for their views for their land behind you right that's a view easement it's recorded it's legal you need to know about all those things i mean Mm -hmm. there's there's so many things the mountain septic systems Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's a whole nother topic but you know we don't have a lot of city water sewer we have septics, so, so there's what, a lot well, to deal with. So there, let's say, you know,
0: I'm convinced, someone's convinced that, yeah, I should I should use a realtor. They're going to have a lot of information that, that I don't have, but I can Google stuff. I can look <laughs> online. I can find this house. Um, what do you think is really the the
1: main top benefit? So as a buyer, I'm going to speak as a buyer yeah. client, you don't pay for a real estate agent's commission. Right. The seller of that house or property does. Right. So if you go so in... you've got nothing to lose yes. as a buyer. So if mm-hmm. you go in and you don't use an agent, that seller is going to give all that money that would have been to an agent who represents your best interest in the transaction all of it will of it will to go right buyer. to the seller's agent mm-hmm. i mean yeah yeah the seller's agent right? yeah their agent will get it all yeah if if you actually hire a buyer's agent to help you your buyer's agent is going to get half of what that seller's without agent without costing you anything cost you nothing mm-hmm. so as a buyer to me it's a no-brainer like totally it, it doesn't make sense to buy anything on your own yep and so you have to have someone in your court like helping That's you right through the whole process, and negotiating a negotiating good price, the price based on repairs, yep. as you know, as an inspection comes up with repairs, you've got to work through that. You know, recommending professionals in the business like inspectors, yeah. surveyors, appraisers, all these things. You don't know anything about that. You need an agent who and knows if you Google the best. It, you don't know if you found a trustworthy right. version of that job. The mortgage broker, but appraiser. you could call any agent right now and ask them. The bad appraisers. No, I'm serious. (laughs) Or inspectors, the ones they don't use, and they will give you a list. Wow. That's how it is in this business. If you do it long enough, you know. Don't use this person. Yes, and the reason is because they, the ones I've found will speak out of their own um, feelings about a house. They're not putting down the facts, and they're alarmist. And they don't speak out of what they actually know. Yeah. And that ruins a deal every time. Right. I've heard inspectors say, I wouldn't buy this house to a client while it was under contract. Meanwhile, it might be a $1,000 fix. You bring in a contractor. Who is that inspector to say that?
0: Right. And if you're going to (laughs) spend... However much on a house yeah. and all it would take is a
1: contractor comes and does exactly. this and this. And, and it's that's usually what it is. A contractor mm-hmm. will come in and say, oh, this is all it is. I can do this. However, you know? it
0: might be really helpful because you're, if you're the realtor, well, no, no, let me ask you instead of saying it to you, have you ever, or would you ever say to a client, I wouldn't buy this house? Oh yeah. I've said that a lot to yeah. clients actually. And so why would you, why is it okay for you to say it, but not okay for the appraiser to say it?
1: Um, or for the inspector, and for the inspector to say, yeah, because I, as a real estate agent who invests and owns a lot of property, I'm kind of the first line of defense. Yeah. They're trusting me to understand houses in general. And so if I tell them I wouldn't buy this house, it's because I know what the rest of the market's like Yeah, and what their money can buy. And I also know resale and I tell clients all the time, even though they don't think about it, you have to think about resale later right. because hopefully I'm the one getting the call from that client when it's time to list and sell that house mm-hmm. that they've bought from me. And I don't want to think, Oh no, not this person. Not that, not that house. You know. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, and I think we we've talked
0: about a couple of those houses. <laughs> yes. We know what. But they're you know, this It's weird. No one's going to want it. Yeah, right? but you yeah, know, there are
1: I've always said there's a house for everyone. Yeah. But the thing is People will look at a house and they'll love it for them, but yeah. they don't think about the whole market right? and how hard it might be to sell later to the general market. There might not be another them for a long yeah. time. Like what if there was a tree that came through our living room? Like, right. We love this tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you. Right. But I'm the first line of defense. If, if you have a good agent, they're going to help you know the market and know what to steer away from. Yeah, And hopefully an agent will know just by looking at a house inside and out. Yeah. That there will be issues or won't, and they can let they can let the client know that. Yeah. So if it's a good deal and it's priced really low and the client's okay with doing work, Mm -hmm. that's fine. You know, when I meet them at the house, I I go through. Okay, it's gonna need this. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a pretty major thing. It's gonna cost probably approximately this. Yeah. Right. And this is nothing. Ten bucks at ten bucks at a hardware store. Right. Don't get intimidated. right? Right. But if it's big and it's a deal. The right client still might want it yep and i might be okay with it because i understand that they can deal with that you know and you could even but, say i actually know a contractor that we can
0: come in and right. let you know what this would cost no, before I before you for even decide if you want that. so house. many of my deals yeah because some people if they have no context and they say oh man we'd have to redo this entire deck i don't know if i want this house <laughs> right and then a contractor or not even necessarily a licensed contractor but someone mm-hmm. comes in and says for three thousand dollars, you've got a fancy new version of this thing, and they go, "Okay, right. yeah, you know? right." On a two
1: hundred fifty thousand dollars house, right? What's right. three thousand? But they know? didn't know that number, and they might right. think it's a hundred thousand dollars falling <laughs> off the house. Yeah, and, yeah. The whole house gonna is going to fall, fall
0: off. apart and die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so and uh, uh, what we're going to do? C- kind of pause here, and what I want to do is give people an opportunity to listen to the next round of this, part two. This is going to be kind of an additional podcast for the patrons or the supporters of the podcast on on Patreon. And so if if you're already a patron, you can listen to our next conversation where you get to hear real estate tips that Benjamin's learned along the years, uh, things to look for when you're on the hunt for real estate, how you can save yourself money if you're going to uh, buy a house or if you're going to sell a house, and how to have a good ongoing relationship with your realtor. So I have uh, bought and sold through Benjamin. And, uh, I, it'd be dishonest if I didn't admit that part of this conversation is I want people to use you as their realtor. Um, <laughs> Thanks, but it, yeah, but at the same time, like I, I know Benjamin, we are close friends. We've been friends for years. He wants the best for you, even if it means you're not working with him. And I can say that with hundred yeah. percent integrity and honesty. It's not just a line. Um, so if you already have a friend that's a realtor and you know, and trust that friend, go ahead and use that friend. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't feel pressure or anything. <laughs> but I want, I want to say strongly, I love working with Benjamin, both from the perspective of selling a house and their perspective of buying a house. I saw great benefit from both uh, through both of those. And I recommend that you, um, at least go to Benjamin's website, which is clientfirstnc.com. Client, and then the word first, and then the the letters NC, like North Carolina. Clientfirstnc.com. You can see a picture of his smiling face. You can see <laughs> some properties he's listed. You can see his contact information. And, and also briefly want to mention... Um, before, before we close this episode, uh, we, I want to talk about a specific piece of property that you have because sure. I know that you invested in different properties over the years. One, yeah. which is very, very special to you, <laughs> one of the first yep. is your farm that you made into a, My first, a yeah. venue. Oh, it was the first, yeah. right? Made into a venue that you now are calling Wonderlust Acres. Talk a little bit about this because I want to, for those of you that maybe are looking to have a, a, a wedding or a special event, there's a property about 30 minutes away from Boone that might right.
1: just be perfect for you. Can you talk about Wonderlust Acres? Sure. Yeah. So this is a 1920s farmhouse and it was on five acres when I bought it. And yeah. it was my first real estate purchase. Mm-hmm. And it was 2004, I believe. And so I've owned it for a while. I lived there six years and then moved into Boone, downtown Boone where I currently live. But I kept it as a vacation rental for all these years and of gradually improved the house but it's a beautiful property two miles off the Blue Ridge Parkway Uh, like you said 30 minutes from Boone has a gorgeous trout stream that runs right through the middle of it it's um, now 11 acres because I was able to buy the five and a half next to me and with that was able to improve it drastically so I've added three ponds one of which is probably 3 quarters of an acre Um, really pretty you know pavilions ponds Mm -hmm. uh timber frame it so the vision of this place kind of grew as i envisioned it and grew with it Uh, it it was never i'm gonna do a big event wedding like venue yeah Yeah. (laughs) it never started that way and just as i got the land i kind of thought about what it needed and and kind of worked with it over time and this grew out of that and so I sourced all the timber for all the pavilions there's a timber frame bridge that crosses the trout stream really pretty Mm -hmm. I used two brothers that only do timber frame work and furniture design they went to school for it they built the pavilions and the bridge and a bathhouse up top so future development there's going to be bathhouse Glamping, mm-hmm. little tiny houses. Uh, that's not done yet, but I have foundations in and some mm-hmm. framing. And that, right now, someone can stay in the farmhouse. Yes, and use the venue, the right? Timber frame uh, venue, right. right? And so the barn that was built, what well, it's four thousand square foot roughly, and it's commercially inspected, ADA compliant, timber frame barn with with. Guys and girls restrooms, catering, changing room. Yeah. Yeah. Two changing rooms, guys and girls, catering kitchen, big fireplace, 22 foot high ceiling beams. It's just, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. All the wood came from the property for everything you see, siding, interior, everything. Yeah. Even the stone from the fireplace is from the river. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's been, this property is extremely special to me. Like it's. I have so many memories being there and yeah. just connecting with God, connecting with his creation yeah. every day. I mean the stars at night yeah. out there. Those no competing phenomenal. lights. Yeah. It's it's in the, the dark sky area of the whole like northeast. Appalachian observatory for the university is like right behind my property mm. on their land. And so, I mean, that's the little farmhouse. The name of it is Stargazer. It's the vacation yeah. rental. But Wonderlust Acres, the whole vision behind it is that feeling and sense of wonder you have as a child. Yeah. Somehow we lose it as we grow up. And I don't, when I'm out there, I, I, I feel it come back. like, mm. and, and I've felt that since I purchased that property. I can walk it and I feel connected like... Avenue in the garden with God, like yeah, yeah. I'm like tasting of what it really is all about, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I want people to taste that, and that's why I did this whole thing. It was yeah. I want people to feel that sense of wonder that they had as a child, and I want somehow to create that at this property. Yep.
0: So and and it's like it can be a wedding or it can be a conference or whatever it is, but but you can stay in this farmhouse and then go out on this back deck of cedar cedar Mm -hmm. back deck right? yeah the cedar deck and then go over a bridge and
1: then there's multiple water uh and then there's there's the (laughs) the barn that you know yeah there's three fire pits there's like this beautiful gravel sitting area by the creek there's now added a five person hot tub at the farmhouse just two weeks ago like just, yeah. it's a I just sold. painted it i just painted it this week you know yeah i'm yeah. always improving it that's what i try to do is whatever i own is right? make it better always and so so basically if anybody is considering it, whether it's a wedding or any
0: other special event and you're interested in this well first of all if your friends if you know me or benjamin just talk to us about it <laughs> but uh but you can go to wonderlustacres.com and that's wonder with an o so instead of Wandering around, it's wondering uh, like curiosity. Wonder with an O, wonderlustacres.com. And then remember, you can go to clientfirstnc.com. And also, you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things, too. <laughs> but, Benjamin, thank you for your time. Thank you for your uh, investment in this community. Uh, how many people you've served? It's hundreds of people that you've served mm-hmm. in this community over the years. Um, And myself included. So I guess we'll just continue this conversation over on our next podcast. So if you're not yet a a patron, you can go to Patreon.com/thingsaboutthings, and that's Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/thingsaboutthings, and become a supporter of the podcast in order to hear some of this exclusive content so we're going to hop over and talk about real estate tips benjamin's uh, learned along the years things to look for and your search how you can save money when you both buy and sell and how you can have a good ongoing relationship with your realtor so thanks for joining in for this episode on real estate